So, as you can tell, it was a very emotional day for the Big Motor Small Blade uh, household and family. Um, Daniel Suarez is a cup winner, which is weird to say out loud. Seth, you look so enthused. Your microphone sounds really weird all of a sudden. Oh, great. Yeah. You know Why? I don't know. It didn't sound weird until we started, but now it's like buzzing a little. It's weird. Well, now, now it's good. Weird. I think your I think your headphone was like halfway out or something. That might have had something to do with it. Okay, take it from the top. Okay, cool. All right. <clears throat> As you can see, it's a very emotional day for the big motor small blade household. Uh, Daniel Suarez is a Cup winner. I've been trying to manifest this all fucking season long. Yeah, you picked um, him, what, three times now? Twice. I can only pick him twice. Shut up, buddy. Um, yeah, and we've been talking about how great Trackhouse is. I've been saying Daniel's, Daniel's right there. Daniel's right there for weeks and weeks and weeks. And finally, he breaks through. Um, of course, the week I don't pick him. Um, and he, he's a cup winner. Uh, Trackhouse Racing uh, has built a juggernaut of an organization. Yeah, I mean, in a year and a half time. Sure. Yeah. yeah, like that's insane. Um, obviously, we'll talk a lot about that. That'll probably be the bulk of the video and the episode, but we'll go ahead and get into some other topics uh, before we get into that. Um, Martin Truex Jr supposedly retiring possibly maybe uh, whenever he makes his decision i guess wow great great insight there seth yeah, yeah that, I, i'm coming at you with the just the hard hitting yeah um yeah he, he kind of he said in the off season if he didn't like the car he'd he'd probably hang it up he seems to be the only one that doesn't like the car i mean i it sounded think like it sounded like kyle bush doesn't like it much either but Kyle Busch don't like anything. That's true. I mean, Kyle Busch probably doesn't like his wife. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think he does. <laughs> I think he does. Yeah. I think he might just a little bit. Just um, a wee bit. No, nah, I mean Martin Truex. I literally, I think, I think he's just looking for an excuse to retire. I think he's over it. I think he's been over it, and I think this is all. This is an excuse for him. Like, I mean. You know. He's not running fantastic right now. Tends to happen when your heart's not in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think it's his heart. His heart's in it anymore, and that's why. If here, here's my thing. If you're already talking about it that seriously, just do it. Yeah. Because clearly, like you're not all there. 
Like he hasn't, he's fallen off the wagon really ever since Cole Pern left. I mean, they won one race in wow. 2020. They won quite a few races last year. When did Cole but, leave? 19. Uh, end of 19. Yeah. Um, like I said, won one race in 2020 after being maybe a championship favorite in 19, or at least one of them. Yeah. And then last year, won four races. He was in the championship four, but he was never that guy. Yeah. Like he was kind of like, he snuck into the championship four, but he was definitely not the, not the guy last year. Denny was definitely better than the Gibbs guys all along. And I, it's just, you could tell, you can look at Martin you could tell just at his facial expressions that he's, he doesn't, he's not in it, into it anymore. Yeah. Um, he, I don't, he looks checked out. Yeah. And he, to be fair, I mean, he's had a fucking, he's had a long career. I mean, he's been in the sport since early two thousands, won two Bush titles, kind of came into cup at a bad time when DEI was collapsing and, between that and then the MWR thing, I mean, they're finally getting their shit together and then it all came crashing down and then Furniture Row and then obviously Sherry with her her issues. So, I mean, he's had a, he, he's, he's had a, maybe a shorter career as far as longevity wise than some people. But as far as like emotional and stress, he's probably had it worse than most of the field. So yeah. I mean, you could it, make a you could make a fucking movie on Martin Trix Jr. And you it'd could be pretty and entertaining. It, there's nothing he can hang his hat on about. Like I mean, he is he's he's had a hell of a career. I mean, he's got an amazing comeback story. What he was able to do with Furniture Row was amazing. Like yeah. nothing short of like incredible. I mean, we we all witnessed it. Like oh my god. They went from nothing, and Martin Truex was nothing, and then all of a sudden they won a championship. Yeah, they had like convincingly. One, they had like one top five in 2014, and three years later they won the title. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> and it was literally like this is how like the the storyline was in 2014. This is how Martin Truex fades out of NASCAR right here. This yeah. is this is him fading away into nothing and he came back so thanks happy you're making me sniffly um i'm not crying about martin Truex leaving trust me um <laughs> but i mean yeah he's whether he's had a hell like, of a career yeah, whether you like the guy or not you got to respect the hell out of him yeah the resiliency exactly. the you know throughout the the entire career the career and the personal life and to culminate all that in an eight win championship season is is incredible and he deserves he deserves his eventual spot in the Hall of Fame just due to being a champion. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he deserves. I it. think, I think honestly, if I were him, I'd just go ahead and go ahead and announce it. Give it. I mean, he's got quite a quite a fan base. Go ahead and give him some time to digest this, and you know, give him a good send off because I mean, he deserves it. Um, but maybe he goes another year, but. In my opinion, if you're already if the talk is already this serious, go ahead and go. I mean, we all yeah. know who's knocking at the door to take that seat or take a seat it gives. And it it's it coincidental that this these talks of Martin Truex retiring went cold for a while. Now they've ratcheted up ever since JGR put out that thing that hey, we're close to 
getting a sponsor for Kyle. And it's like yeah. now all of a sudden it's a Martin Shurex is talking about retiring again. It's just I think I think it's kind of the inevitable that um grandpa's or grandpa's uh golden child is gonna take the seat. So I wonder if this opens up an opportunity for a guy like Noah Gregson to get in the 16 car colic. Cause I don't see Bass Pro Shop staying at Gibbs. <laughs> They, they're loyal um, to their own, like, specific drivers. That's very true. Um, It could. I don't know. It, it, it's kind of up to Khaled. I think Khaled like, likes the likes the kind of superstar lineup they got. Well, superstar lineup that they got in the 16, like having a couple different drivers. I think AJ likes doing it. I don't know if they're – maybe they're ready to run the – I mean – Jump it, to three teams. But they could, they could try and get a third <laughs> charter. You never know. Yeah, they could. Um, I don't know what's open. That's but... yeah, and that's that's many months down the road. But yeah, that's yeah. definitely a good point as far as Bass Pro Shops go. Yeah. I mean, because they've kind of backed off Austin Dillon a little bit ever since they've gotten back into No Gregson. Yeah. Or gotten in Gregson. So, yeah, it'll be uh, silly seasons afoot. It is oh, yeah. upon us, and uh, it's just gonna ratchet up. Um, I don't know of any other moves that really are going to be made i feel like that's going to be the big domino to fall and i think we already know who's going to take the seat so yeah i mean there's not like a whole lot of big spots open this year yeah i mean if kurt decides he's going to hang it up that could be something yeah i mean yeah and it's hard to it's hard to get a gauge on kurt because it was always kurt with, is... kurt with kurt it was always i want to run at least a year in the next gen car but like he he doesn't he hasn't given me any reason to think he's gonna leave after this. No, year. he hasn't, and yeah. I I don't think twenty three eleven is shy about keeping him. So no, they'll they'll keep him as long as he wants to be there. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, getting into the actual race. Um. Kyle Larson won his ninety fifth pole at fucking Sonoma this weekend. Uh, looks like early that he might pull a do what he did last year, just absolutely obliterate the field and just bend the whole field over and show him the goods. Yeah, but it didn't happen. What what happened to your boy? What uh? What, uh they what thought they it decide? was they thought it was twenty twenty one and that they could drive all the way through the field and that's just not doable anymore. Yeah, they're um, gonna track like Charlotte, but not at Sonoma. <laughs> Yeah, that was – I mean, yeah, they – give some context. He, he – instead of pitting before the end of stage one, um, which was the winning strategy, I mean, and that's how it typically always goes. You can either go for stage wins or you can go for, you know, the win, the actual race win. Yeah. And, you know, we see this every now and then. It kind of be on the fence when you're the leader. But – Kyle Larson's in the playoffs. He doesn't need stage points. It was kind of a questionable move. I mean, because last year it was a little bit different. They pulled the same strategy last year. They won stage one, but they were able to drive through the field, like you said. But this car and the field is so much more stacked this year than it was last year. So, I mean, it was it was kind of a mind-boggling call why they didn't do this. Yeah. I mean, Cliff... I mean, it's like Kyle. Kyle's they clearly clearly great at, at Sonoma. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he showed that yesterday. He put it on pole. They drove away from Chase Elliott. Like, 
he's clearly really good there. It's probably one of his top three best tracks, I'd argue. But they only drove away by a couple seconds. It's not like last year where they could drive away by however many. Yeah. But it was it they're not as dominant as they were last year. And I think they underestimated that. You can't be yesterday. You can't no, be as dominant as you were not. last year because not only because of a championship hangover, which seems like they're having a little bit of championship hangover, but you just don't have the advantage on the field car wise that you used to. Yeah. Like, is the driver still great? Absolutely. Is he making some mistakes? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but is the crew um, yeah. is the crew chief making some mistakes? Some. Yeah. Yeah. Crew chief's making some mistakes. I would, dude, I would go into battle for Cliff Daniels. The dude could talk me into anything, but that was dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't a, it was a questionable move. Um, I think they learned from that though. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. They can learn from that. Or maybe they don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. Cause it was like him and chase kind of had the really had him covered yeah. and yeah, they, they both pitted or chase pitted. Didn't he? Did Chase, yeah, Chase, yeah, Chase pitted. pitted. Chase, Chase pitted. pitted then the stage one. Kyle obviously won the stage, and that was kind of where the seas parted. And it kind of became Chase Elliott's race to lose, it, honestly. Um, yeah. And then he did the same strategy at the end of stage two. Nothing much really happened at this race. And this yeah. is something I've been talking. Sonoma, if you're a fan of – if you're if you're a racer at heart and you're not worried about entertainment, Sonoma's a track for you. If you, like – action and entertainment sonoma ain't it well it's so odd because <laughs> about 10 years ago sonoma was the place for the action and the craziness it's but... weird it's done this like done this flip-flop it was like back when everybody like hated road courses because they're oh, oh that's going to need to be on road courses sonoma was awesome and then as soon as we're like dude we need more road courses it was like sonoma like did this weird flop where sonoma yeah. like stopped being as entertaining as it used to be just because guys got better at it yeah i mean I, I think that's all that is yeah i mean i love i love sonoma to death i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat around the bush on that one i i love sonoma to death it's a great track for me i love like i'm, I'm so glad they brought the shoot back because that 4a to 5 7 yeah. complex that's my favorite set of corners see i don't know i wonder if it would have been if the carousel would have been decent with the next gen car i think it would have been decent i didn't have a problem with the carousel i just i'm I've always loved that set of corners. Now, I don't think it's the same now with the shoot just because the cars drive so good now. Yeah. And that was partly my concern with, with next gen on road courses is cup racing on road courses was always, it was always about the fact that these cars are not designed to, to, to yeah. do this. And these guys are having to force these things to do this. And we ended up with a fun race at Coda Albeit way too long. Albeit way too long. I mean, yeah, but but, but we ended up with a a great race at Coda. But now we've gotten to Sonoma and it was was okay. Like I thought it was fine as a race. Like it was boring. But I got I definitely the winner definitely made the show. Yeah. It definitely made the race. But it was it's kind of the feeling I've gotten from Sonoma the past really five or six years i can't really remember the last time i watched sonoma and was like wow that was a really good race i mean i'm definitely biased but i thought watching the 
the five and the nine kind of duke it out and the five run through the field last year. I thought that was really entertaining, but I kind of knew biased. what was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't, I, bet... I thought they were pulling a terrible strategy last year. And then, well, yeah. Cause you don't, you don't believe in Kyle until you do. <laughs> yeah, don't anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I can't, like I said, I can't really remember it. I think 16 might've been the last time that I can remember Sonoma just being a beggar. Oh, whoa what happened in 2016 or 2017 they added stages yeah that's who, who even won in 16 tony stewart oh yeah 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 i something i noticed there weren't as many die bombs as i thought there was going to be i thought with the break package you know them having was it 30 percent more braking power than they did with the old car something like that. I something thought there was like going to be way more dive bombs in the seven and 11. Well, and there were not. Well, here's the thing is that the guy they're trying to pass can also dive bomb that far, drive that far into the corner. That Yeah. I mean, that's true. That that's is part true. of the issue. That's why yeah. I was a little bit worried about road course racing. That's why I was worried about short track racing before all this, before we got to it. Um, I mean, I told you, I told you beforehand, well, I was I mean, worried that about road what courses. You're saying. I mean, I guess I, I get what you're saying because cars drive better. They have better brakes. But, I mean, everybody still has the same stuff as the other guy. Yeah, but, well, I mean, we saw it at Martinsville. Yeah. Everybody had the same stuff. And, yeah. and obviously, I'm not comparing this to Martinsville. I think, this is way better than that. But No, but this is definitely – Sonoma's been compared as the Martinsville of road courses. And yeah. I think this, this kind of – it was definitely – I think – where, where's the next road course we're going to? Is it is it Watkins Glen? Uh, it should be Road America. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm curious to see what Road America and Watkins Glen give us. Um, because I think both of those are a little bit higher speed road courses. Mm. I think I think we could do without the diffuser on road courses too. That could be one. Short tracks and road courses do like we did the, you know, the uh, uh, what 750 package from big better small blade package yeah. uh, where we didn't have you know um where we take the diffuser off certain tracks because i think i think that definitely hurt because dirty air was still it was a big factor today i mean you, you it saw wasn't the, as, you saw the five get up to about 10 then they didn't go anywhere from there yeah but that, i think that's lack of talent um and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure yeah yeah um but no i mean I think, um, I think, yeah, I think the diffuser had a lot to do with it. Cause I mean, you, you could pass the leader. It definitely wasn't impossible, but it was, it was like you said, more hard. It was harder to get through traffic. Um, and that's another product of how good the next gen cars drive on road courses is everyone's got a better piece. So it's going to be harder because everybody's going to be better. Whereas a guy like Kyle Larson, who probably, probably the best road course racer in the field give him like i keep saying give him a couple years and he's going to prove you prove that to you um if he hadn't already <clears throat> chase um and but anyway yeah he's probably the best road racer in the field but when everybody has a car that drives so good he's not you're not going to see that as much so yeah i get what you're saying there um I mean, it's, it's just, we'll see what happens. It's something we're going to have to get used to. Cause like IndyCar, we've been used to it for years. Like you can be like Scott Dixon's the best driver in IndyCar. He only wins 
three to five races a season, typically, because every car is the same. What the fuck is that? That is a mouse. Wow. Okay. Nice. Fuck yeah. Fantastic. I'm going to deal with that later. All um, right. <laughs> I just looked over and saw something jump. I was like, what the ever-loving crap is that? Anyway. Is it the mouse that's on Daniel Suarez's uh, pit spine? Probably not. He's got Speedy Gonzalez on his pit I mean, spine. dude, that Is that what it is? Is Speedy Gonzalez in your house? Actually, you know what? It had a Go big head. Him. I'm not going to be able to grab a mouse. Happy, I've tried a thousand sitting, times. Happy sitting right here. Go get him, happy. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, um, IndyCar yeah, and IndyCar. cars being the same. Yeah, that's what worries me. IndyCar doesn't have a good product right now at all. Like, I'm sorry. I agree, but <laughs> we've we've shown we we do have a good product most of the I, time. Yeah. I would like to see them next year with these cars. I think maybe – or maybe even later this year with some of the road courses later in the year, I think that – um I think we'll see the the top tier drivers kind of rise to the top. Not that they didn't today, like Chase or yesterday. Chase and Kyle were the class of the field early in the race, but Kyle got off on strategy. Chase Elliott, it, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, they they made it they kind of had things happen, and they weren't they couldn't get back up through there and they weren't they didn't have that gap that they had last year over everybody else so i'd like to see it next year and see if it changes if those guys who are traditionally just up in arms better than everyone else on the road courses if they kind of come back to life once the car gets cars get figured out and whatnot with the road courses yeah um, i mean i pretty much i pretty much said that and it's starting to happen it's it's starting to happen the the smaller teams would have they would be a whole lot closer when we first started with this and and that was that was on on display and the, the big teams are still going to be the big teams at the end of the day they have yeah. the best engineers they have the best crew that's chiefs the, best that's drivers the thing though it's like yeah i just made that point but then also in thinking about it, i mean you look at the guys that were strong today i mean or yesterday mcdowell was up there pretty much all day I mean, yeah, he's always been solid on road courses, but he's never been top five on road courses. Chris Busher, another one. Um, Some of that did require I mean, the the top guys to kind of take themselves out of contention. Yeah, but though. you look at it. They well, Busher was up there all day. I mean, but we always see some of the top guys take each other out, and these guys still don't rise to the occasion. They did today, and I feel like they were in a better position. I mean, that's how and 10 they, years ago, that's how 10 years ago, Marco Sambros won two races. Was he good? Absolutely. The dude is a fantastic road course racer. But, I don't know. Marcus kind of dominated both of those. Yeah. So but hard. in a, you put anybody else in that car, they're not going to do that. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my point. The point is that the car wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as much to do with the car back then because the guys weren't as good. I, well, I mean, <laughs> Same guys are in the cars that were in there last year that didn't do nearly as well as they did or did way better than they did in previous years. So I think the car, I, I still don't, I still think we have a lot of parity in this car and I'm not, not seeing a big, a big, well, I'm not seeing Hendrick and I'm not yeah. seeing Gibbs like pull away. Gibbs was nowhere in this race. Yeah, Gibbs, Gibbs was, was nowhere. nowhere. They for, were nowhere. For what it's worth, I never thought the driver talent 
disparity was as wide as some people did. Um, I thought there was there. There's always been talent all the way up and down the cup field, and you know you have your your handful of guys who don't know what the hell they're doing and need to get off the track. But like I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I feel like this is this was inevitable. But still, the big teams are going to figure it out and get there by the yeah. end of the day. Definitely haven't yet, though. No, not quite. But they're getting closer because uh, I mean the dude, five teams. I don't know. Five teams been fast it. the past few of a handful of the past few weeks. Like Gateway, they sucked, but like they should have won the six hundred. They could have won this week. The nine teams been pretty solid all season, I think. Yeah, they've been. They well, yeah, but they weren't there. You a there's a lot of holes in your theory right now. There's a lot of holes in your theory. Kyle Larson should not have won the 600. He did not have the best car. He had like probably the third or fourth best car. Okay, fine. Race. He could have yeah. won the 600. We've yeah, known Daniel Suarez is really good for a long time. We've known this. They just he yeah. just needed to get in a good situation, and now he's they're taking advantage of it with the next gen car. They're they're going to be a great organization. We're going to be in. If y'all notice. Seth is like going all the way around here to get back to the same point that I'm already making. Um, yes. I already uh, said anyway, it. never mind. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, turning point of the race. Um, give a call back to the guy at Darlington in episode one. Um, this was the actual turning point in the race was when Chase Elliott um, had a problem. Um, they leave the wheel loose. And Chase leaves, but only gets about halfway out the box, and they call him back. But he backs up, but doesn't back up enough. And yeah. they don't tell him to back up enough. Yeah. That, and they that's... put the tire back on with his, the whole nose sticking out the front of the box, and he gets a drive-through. This is not the first time we've seen this happen. No. I mean, not this exact situation, but we saw Richmond last year. He, like, made his, his own executive decision that he needed to back up in the box, even though he wasn't over the line, and he totally fucked him out of winning that race at Richmond. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some, like, there's got to be something. Like, people want to give Alan Gustafson so much shit. Dude, that pit crew – Sometimes it's very questionable. Well, this was kind of on Allen, too. He should have told Chase to back up. They should have gotten him back up. But Chase Elliott's made some questionable fucking decisions on pit road as well. Absolutely. Uh, but that whole that team whole team is a clusterfuck on pit road right now. And it's weird because that, that pit crew won him the championship in 2020, basically. So, I, yeah, they got to figure that out. Because, I mean, he had the car to win, especially I mean, after been- Larson – yeah. screwed himself they've been unacceptably bad for the past two seasons yeah and they have i'll chase give you that chase, chase nation I'll chase give you hasn't that. helped in like you said this is at least the second situation where chase has not helped I feel, like it's, I feel like it's not even the second but yeah probably more but um, i'm not even trying to just rag on chase i feel like there's another time but anyway go ahead yeah but again still like he just backed up a little it would take two seconds for the crew chief to go, hey, guy, back up farther. It was way less costly for him to take the time to back all the way up than it was for him to not back up, to put the wheel back on, and then then go, and then come back around and take the penalty. Yeah, Like, that was But, I mean, they should have just had the wheel on 
right the first it, time. It, that too. It ta- it takes way less time to than either of those things to just get the wheel on right. Uh, I don't know where Chase ended up finishing. Um, I think it was top it, ten, but it wasn't a win. No, and that was what they're going for there. Um, yeah. So Chase has his problem. Kyle Larson, we documented already that he you know, wheel loose, whatever, or not wheel loose. He made the wrong strategy. And then um, there's the there's the old strategy that eight tires are better than four. Um, three tires definitely is not better than four. No, not, no not in a car. Not typically. Um, and it didn't work today. The jury's still out on it, but – it did not work today, um, Kyle or yesterday. Kyle Larson, they a wheel goes flying off. Cliff Daniels going to take a nice vacation. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm and guessing everyone got a good look at their wheel well. I'm guessing Cliff really just wanted a couple weeks off. I think, dude, he's been putting in a lot of work lately. Yeah, a lot of motivation. And maybe he's tired, man. Maybe that Charlotte race really just wore him out. That's why he just wasn't as sharp on the box and made that wrong call. And then he's like, fuck it, leave it off. I'm, I need a break. I need, he's they getting gonna, five weeks off. Yeah. He's getting five whole weeks off. They are, you know, so what's the, what's the sixth week there? What are, what are we getting to? Um, you know, smarter people than I would be able to answer that question. Well, whatever that one is, that's going to like start the tear of, of the five teams. That's it. Mark it down, mark it out five weeks from now. What is it? Uh, Nashville, then fucking road America, Atlanta, New Hampshire. That's four races. So what's, what's after New Hampshire? Watkins Glen. No, it's in July. Is it Michigan? Maybe. No, I don't think so. Michigan was in August last year. Please hold 10 seconds for station identification. I'm doing the Wii music, buddy. Yeah, I know. Me too. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we're doing the same part. No, we're not anymore. <laughs> All right. So it is going to be Pocono. Kyle Larson is going to just molly wop the field at Pocono. That wouldn't shock me, actually. Yeah. Um, so mark it down. That'll be the turning point. Cliff Daniels, he'll get a nice sabbatical, go get him a nice massage. He probably, he's probably still in, uh, in Sonoma. He's, He's uh, drunk on some wine. Yeah, he's doing some wine tasting, really, really just kicking back. So, well, uh, wish wish Cliff a good good vacation, man. We'll see you in five weeks. Um, we love you, bro. Yeah. Um, so, Larson was out of it already, but that's going to be more uh, out of it after yeah, that. Yeah, they were way more out of it after that. Uh, speaking of pit road problems, Kevin Harvick's crew is continues to be the laughing stock of pit road. They've been the laughing stock of pit road all of his career. I don't know how they've done it with two different teams. Well, they're and, like the second worst pit crew. Yeah, yeah. Well, third worst. You got the twenty three yeah. eleven cars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good lord, dude. They they would <laughs> made it even worse. What made it worse for him is. He came in directly behind the 17 and then their boxes were directly next to each other. And then you see the 17 go. And then like an hour and a half later, the 14 finally takes yeah. off. 
That was um, that was bad. Kevin said something along the lines of "You make we look like a bunch of wankers out there," which fucking kudos to Kevin, man. Just love the verbiage. Yeah, throwing <laughs> out the love the vocab. Love, love the W the word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> out of kevin he ended up coming back he finished fourth um solid day for kevin probably one of the better races he's had all year um overall yeah he kind of drove he fucked up his qualifying lap because he's kevin harvick um and then drove through the field and ended up fourth uh third was michael mcdowell he had a career day or that's what people are saying i thought the five the daytona 500 win was a career day but i, I don't know what i'm talking about most of the time it led for like um, 300 feet under green, so probably, yeah, probably that's probably, why. Yeah, um, Michael McDowell finished third. Cool. Um, Chris Buescher, though, finished second, flips at Charlotte, gets COVID, and then comes back, still sniffly, too. I took notice of that. Hmm. Um, and comes back and finishes second. Um, gave Suarez a run for his money, bro. Any other day, man, I'd have been pulling for Chris Buescher to get her done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, – I think, Chris, I think you got to look at him to be a threat on these next – these coming up road courses like uh, Wacket or uh, Road America and Watkins Glen because, I mean, Chris has been solid on road courses. He's got to win on one at Mid-Ohio, um, and I think he's really carrying the flag for RFK. Um, yeah, I mean, RFK had a good day today. Flag ain't being held high. But no. it's being carried. <laughs> but like RFK had a pretty good day day today and or yesterday. And Brad, Brad didn't was spin out at all that I know of. Brad was like what twelfth? I don't like, know. Uh, hey, I remember like, he was there. He was in, he was there. He was I, in the race. I keep I forgetting remember. Brad Kozlowski's in the race. I'll be completely honest. We knew it. We knew it yesterday. Yeah. Um. So all of this chaos and all of these these other cast of characters. Um, none of them had anything for Daniel Suarez, which the man had a hell of a drive on Saturday. Kyle Busch wins the truck race, but I think the drive of the day has to be Daniel. Um, and like he subbed for Carson Hosevar, got in the truck, 10 laps. They totally flubbed the driver change. That was terrible. <laughs> Two laps down. Comes back from two laps down, runs through the field, finishes sixth in the truck race for Josevar, and then drives the race of his life yesterday. I mean, just he was top five all race long. And then 50 to go, somewhere around about, right? Is when he took the lead. Yeah, somewhere and, uh, right after stage two. Yeah. And it was his race to win and his race to lose. Um, and he had everything go right, finally. I mean, we've seen Suarez, he's made some mistakes, but he's had a lot. He's had some shit luck, and I think that's a lot of people underestimate that. I mean, I can think of race. I mean, Charlotte, you know, they wrecked at Charlotte. He gets – they well, the, probably the did the wrong strategy. They probably Yeah, the crew – thank you. The crew totally yeah. fucks up. They got on kind of the wrong strategy at Coda and got spun out, and then power steering went out on his car. And just there's Bristol leading the damn dirt race, and you know rain is on top of the track, and it just won't rain at the right time for him. Yeah. And there's there's many. I mean, probably had one of the best cars at Talladega got wrecked. Like I mean, yeah. 
he he's led over 200 laps this year more than he has in his entire career combined uh, and he finally has found a home at track house i mean daniel suarez obviously probably a lot of you know but if you don't know my mother is the biggest daniel suarez fan of the world or at least it seems like it she started pulling for him in i guess 16 um and it was uh, right when junior, well, she started pulling for him kind of that year, and then it really ratcheted up when Junior had his concussion. She was a big Junior fan, and so that's when she started paying attention to Daniel. He gets into the Cup Series, gets thrown into the Cup Series after winning that Xfinity Championship. And I think people underestimate like that. People think, oh, well, he's getting into a championship caliber car in that 19 car when Carl retired that's not the case I mean he's he's only in second what second year in Xfinity when he wins the championship and really only his I mean what fourth year in America (laughs) something like that that and then the situation there was so much turnover the whole time he was at JGR like he had three different crew chief changes in the two years he was at JGR. Yeah. And then and it's like he didn't do terrible. And then JGR is already JGR is already like it's already a bad it's not a great situation. There's never in. been four good JGR cars except for the 15 and 16. That well, was it. That and and it's like you know immediately like hey if I don't win like now I'm probably out of a ride and well, that cannot be good for the psyche. No, that, that, and the fact that like literally he found out a month before the season, he was the entire off season. I'm going to win another Xfinity championship. And a month before the season starts, no, you're going to run for a cup. You're going to run in cup. And I mean, he put together some decent runs in cup, so some promise. And then, in 18, I mean, they kind of fell off the wagon. They had went through a couple crew chief changes. No consistency. He's never had consistency in his career. Yeah. I mean, it goes to Stuart Haas, gets a year there. Then they cut bait because Cole Custer has the year of his life in Xfinity. Then, I mean, dude, he was at Gaunt Brothers Racing. Didn't have the heart to tell my mother that that was the end of his career. Like, that was, I think we all knew it. We all thought that was going to be it for him. It felt like it, yeah. I mean, he had crew chief changes, situations be damned. I mean, he didn't – it seemed like he had had his shot, and that was that was kind of game over for him. And he, he ran respectable in Gaunt Brothers equipment. I mean, he ran as good as anybody else, gave him a couple decent runs, and that was apparently enough <laughs> somehow, some way. Justin Marks noticed. <laughs> cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he gets picked up by Trackhouse, and immediately you could see it. I mean, they they just take off. Yeah. I mean, it was a slow burn, but, I mean, you could just tell there was something there for Daniel. I mean, he, you know, what all those laps at Bristol. He had a couple other great runs throughout the season. And just you could tell if they could just get – just clean up the mistakes. They could be a playoff contending team. And then obviously this year they, they popped off. 
Yeah, I mean, from uh, the beginning with Trackhouse, you could tell it was going to eventually work. Yeah. It wasn't, like, it was obvious it wasn't going to be immediate, but you could tell that it was going to get to that that point. And we saw it from, I mean, from Fontana this year, we've seen that it's going to get to that point. They could have won that race. Obviously, it didn't happen for them. We've seen three, four other times where it could have happened for them. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte to me was their big, the 99 yeah. teams big. We have arrived. You are yes. going to have to deal with us from here on out. Yeah. And it, it like, it kind of took a backseat because, because Ross has, has really done well, but like the wins for Ross, like, I don't know. People are making too big of a deal about the wins for Ross comparing it to Daniel. He won Coda by dumping his way into the win. And then Talladega, where everybody fucking crashed. Yeah, the seas parted for him. For him. Yeah. yeah. Nothing but against Ross. He's done a great job this year. He's been Yeah, and that's the thing. Head, he's but he put him he's he's put himself in a lot better positions than Daniel. Like he's been running top five more consistently. Yeah. I think it's just it's just interesting to me, just to back up a little bit. It's like Daniel said when he got with Trackhouse that this was the best opportunity he'd ever had. I think a lot of people questioned that a lot. Um, Brett Moffat in particular. Um, but I think what he saw was this is a team that is that is 100% solely focused on me and they have a they they are going to try to win. They're here to win. Yeah. Gaunt brothers, yeah, they're focused on Daniel. They're trying to get, just get their feet wet. They had never run a full season before. They were running with six to seven year old cars. Whereas Trackhouse was, we have this alliance with RCR. We're going to build good cars. We're here to win. And I think that that just that attention on Daniel is really what he needed because I felt like he was always the back seat at Gibbs. Stuart Haas, Billy Scott, I'll, I'll say it to this day, is one of the worst crew chiefs I've ever seen. Like, he is Chad Johnson level terrible. Um, he, the only thing, the only person he's ever – is he with Kurt Busch right now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's the only person he's ever done anything with. Everybody else, he's been absolutely dog shit. I cannot tell you how many times Daniel was at Stuart Haas where – He'd be on the cool down lap and Billy Scott would be like, man, I made the wrong call today, man. I'm sorry, man. We should have finished a lot better. It's like, how many times do you got to fucking say that, bro? Yeah. I mean, it was just, he never had, he was always either on like on the way out of somewhere or just, it was like, oh, he's this thing in the back of the corner that we got to deal with. And when he got the track, I was like, I said, the intention was there the focus was there and he could focus on building a team instead of just worrying about whether the team's behind him or not. Yeah. Um, and it proves it this year. I mean, it's insane what track house has done. It is like, no one saw this. No one saw, it. I thought maybe they'd even take a step down this year, even as decent as they were last year. I thought maybe they take a step down just because now they're on their own. I mean, yeah, the next gen car was the equalizer, but yeah. I thought it could be a possibility. I didn't see that. This is like we, we said it a few weeks ago. Um, the track house is 
every single thing that um, the 2311 should be right now. Yes. They are exactly what 2311 should be right now. And it's awesome to see at least one of these new teams being that way. But like from the get go, I loved the vibe I was getting from, from track house. Yeah. Justin Marks is, I mean, first of all, he's a racer yeah. at heart. Like we know that. He's worried it, about drivers and people more, more than money. Yeah. I mean, like from the moment, from the first time they talk to him, it's like, man, it's about the process. It's not about the results right now. Yeah. All this it's, it's the way you go about it because yeah. they could have sat there last year and worried about the results. And that wasn't what was important last year. Yeah. And now here they are and they're getting the results because they sat there and they worried about the process and I, you know, and they worked on and they, they nurtured Daniel. I'll put it that way. I don't know if that's yeah. the right way to put it. No, but it's fair. Yeah. They're like, they nurtured Daniel, bring in Ross. And it's been, it's going to be a fantastic pairing for, it for is. years now. I, they, I feel we've said it. We said that they could potentially be this, but now they are this, they are the best team in cup right now. They are the best over team in cup. And I was, I was just, uh, I think it was, I was talking to mom about this the other day. I was like, once Daniel wins, the floodgates are going to open because those cars are too fast. He's putting himself in position too many times. I mean, it, you really in the cup series, people underestimate you have been, this is what Tyler Reddick's going through right now. You could finish second, but here, here's the thing. There's, you know, you got the gap from finishing top 20, finishing top 15, finishing top 10, finishing top five. And then there's that same gap from finishing second to first. There's, it is, it is a big gap, but once you get there, once you win, once you learn how to win once, it is way easier to win again. We saw Chase Elliott. For instance, as good as that team was, they could they could just could not get luck on their side. They could not put all the pieces together to win. As soon as he won, he started clicking them off one after one after one. And I think that's something we're going to see out of Tyler Reddick. And I think that's something we're going to see out of Daniel Suarez. I think that Ross is running top five every week. He's going to click off a couple more wins. If they can clean up the mistakes on the 99 team, there's no reason why Daniel Suarez cannot go into the playoffs as one of the top seeds. There's no reason why he can't. No, they absolutely. have the cars. They are only getting stronger. And on top of that, everything's starting to – it's starting to level out. I know we got a new winner this week, but the past two weeks we've had repeat winners. Yeah. We were looking at it again. Now we've got both track house cars with wins. Yeah. They're clearly showing themselves to be one of the best teams. It's going to start leveling they, out. They are the best. I'm not going to settle for this. One of the best. They are the best. They are the best team in NASCAR. My only thing, yeah, maybe right now, my only thing is I don't know if they have the, I guess, back catalog would be the way to put it. No, yeah. To to For me to think that they're going to be the best, say, starting at the playoffs. That's what I'm worried. And maybe at the beginning yeah. of next year. But they'll get back there, I think. I, I think, think they will. I think, yeah, you make a good point about the playoffs because it's, it's, you have to have the playoffs so much is a lot about experience. Yeah. 
you do have to have that experience and nobody, nobody in that team has playoff experience. Yeah. Nobody. Travis Mack, Phil Surgeon, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, Justin Marks, Trackhouse Race, nobody there has that experience. The only person that does is Ty Norris, and that was a whole clusterfuck with MWR. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's going to be a, an obstacle, but there's no reason why they, they've said it. Why not us? There's yeah. no reason to believe. I mean, they've shocked us all year long ever since they came in, ever since they came into the sport. There's no reason why they can't put the pieces together. I mean, and if they can, if they can execute, I think they can put both cars in the round of eight, at yeah. least. I, I think they can. I think, I think, I think if this there's year's not playoffs, a track house car in the championship four, I will be surprised. Well, that makes one of us. I, I think I think this year's playoffs is going to be a, a, a bit of a humbling experience for the track house team. Yeah. But I think Fair. it'll I think it'll be what propels them to be championship favorites next year. Yeah. But I, I, I think I think this is all a part of it's all a part of the growing process. And I think they're going to get hit hard a little bit in yeah. that growing process. But they're going to get there next year, the year after they are going to be championship favorites. You know what this kind of reminds me of? And this kind of pokes a hole in my theory. Um, it kind of reminds me of Kyle Larson in 2017. OK, when he popped off with Ganassi and it was like, OK, this is Kyle, this is the Kyle Larson that yeah. we've been waiting for. And then he got in the playoffs and he didn't have that playoff experience. He'd made the playoffs the year before, but this is the first time they've been competitive and they didn't, obviously they had some issues. Hendrick sabotaged their engines a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got in the playoffs and they just didn't execute. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't even then like I don't think they were as far off as maybe it feels in in hindsight. Like Charlotte, Seth, that year, we get it. Kyle Larson's good. It's fine. Kyle okay. Larson's good. Kyle should have won Charlotte in 2017. I'm still upset about it. it Martin Truex was gonna kick everybody's ass. It's fine. And he did. <laughs> um, but yeah, it kind of does remind me of that. But if they can put those pieces together, there's no reason why one of them can't make the championship for it. The difference is too, it wasn't that year. It wasn't a team. It was Kyle. Jamie wasn't anywhere really. Jamie McMurray wasn't a race car driver. That's fair. But (laughs) my point is, is like Jamie had a couple years where he was really good. So he could do it in the right circumstance. It wasn't Ganassi as a whole. That was really good that year. It was Kyle and Chad Johnston. Yeah, but um, that's not really the point. That the point, I'm just no, saying. My is, point. My point is, you're not letting me finish. My point is, it's Trackhouse as a whole that's been this good. So that's like the only thing I can, I can, poke a hole in, with you. It. No. Yeah, it doesn't change. Doesn't change anything. I mean, I still for agree. Me at with, least. I still agree uh, with my original point that this year's playoffs is going to be a humbling experience for them. No, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but until yeah, and until they prove me, prove to me it is, and I'm I I believe I believe in it. I believe that they will win. They already have. They're There's starting, no reason to believe they won again. They're starting <laughs> like, to remind me of Furniture Row circa 2015-16. Yeah, kind, a little bit, except yeah. they're just they're just going from <laughs> they're just going from start to 
top, but yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Let's let's imagine that furniture row was no, we don't need to do all that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um Daniel Suarez himself, obviously a huge win for him. I mean, I think I think a lot of people believed in Daniel, and a lot of people didn't believe in Daniel. We've been obviously big advocates for him. A lot of bias there, clearly. Um he showed us right. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've always believed that he could do it. I thought people didn't give him enough credit for what he did in the situation that he was in at, at Gibbs. I thought people didn't look at the just the everything else at Stuart Haas besides him. He was I felt like he was the second best guy that year at Stuart Haas, but they just the other teams executed better. Yeah. And people haven't given him enough credit. And I think now that he's won, I think that Daniel Suarez is going to be that guy we talked about him being a couple weeks ago when we were talking about how he can be an A driver, at least, you know, an A minus driver, at least. Yeah. And I think now, now, if anything, the pressure was already on and it was building because Ross was winning, but I think the pressure is still on. Cause now it's like, now you've done it. Can you keep doing it? And, yeah. but not to put the pressure, you know, on right after he got his first win, give him a couple weeks to celebrate. We definitely celebrated hard. Um, yeah. Just a, just a little, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, we, we found the same pinata that Daniel had, the taco pinata smashed the shit out of that thing. Yeah. Drank a lot of cervezas for our boy. Um, it was <laughs> it was a big night. It was a big night. Big emotional day. Um, I was damn a basket case. Um, yeah, he mom, starts crying with like four or five laps to go. I was like, God, he's got to stop this. There's too much time left. <laughs> it was, dude. It was like it was. It was just so much. Cause it's like, it wasn't even me. It was more like, you know, mom hadn't seen her favorite driver win a race in like seven years. Yeah. Dale like, Jr. at Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it was like, it was great for that. And then also Daniel's just the nicest dude in the world. I mean, they said it on the broad, Mike Joy said it best. It's nice when, or it's great when nice guys finish first. What Seth? I don't know. Something just made a loud noise outside. Cool. Anyway, I'm um, gonna die here. That's fine. Um, anyway, um, you know, I met him a lot, <laughs> um, and he's always just been the nicest dude in the world. Um, gotten at least, you know, gotten to build some sort of relationship with him in a in a sense. Um, He's just, he's always been the guy that you see on TV is the guy that you see in person is the same guy. I mean, he's, you 100%. meet him and he's just like, Hey dude, what's it like? He's just like, Hey you like, yeah, how you doing? Like, especially you know, if he recognizes you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you know, he'll gives mom a big hug every time he sees her. I mean, just like the, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. And I just want to, I just want so badly to see him succeed because there's not enough guys like that. And there's a lot of good guys in the sport, but there's, he is, 
he's something special as far as like character wise and just personality in the sport. And this is huge for the sport just in general. A kid from Monterey, Mexico comes to America 10 years ago with just a dream. And he's a cup series winner. The first, I mean, he's already made history. He was the first international champion in the top three touring series. Now he's a winner. This is huge. This is huge for the sport. This is, you know, people, I don't feel like people are talking about this enough. I mean, you compare it to like Bubba Wallace and how big that was for African-Americans and children, you know, kids all around the world. This is the same thing. It's, it's huge for that demographic that's not represented enough in our sport that now they have a face, a winning face to that. Um, Just, it's really cool. Really cool. Cheers. Yeah, I cheers I, my Coke to you, Daniel. I would cheers my uh, Corona, but it's out. Um, yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I didn't even really thought about it much that way. I was in my eyes. It was just like, it's Daniel. He's a super cool dude, obviously for your mom. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, now you put it in that perspective. It's yeah. It's, it, yeah dude uh, yeah i get what you're saying though it's like i didn't really think about it in that perspective until we were until just now really because it's just yeah. like he's always just been he's just been daniel like i mean he i feel like i don't know there's there's you don't see a ton of daniel suarez fans and so it's like when you do they're die hard though <laughs> yeah it's like we've i don't know i feel like me and mom and a little bit of you like we've just been hammering home you know daniel and he's just been he's been in our spotlight for so many years and now he's now everyone's gonna look at him i mean you can you can the same way we've been looking at him for all years you can tell if you're if you really watch racing which i would assume most people who who are paying attention to us do if you really yeah people don't yeah but i mean if you really wearing nine shirts I'm not going to comment on that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, I mean, if you really watch racing and you've watched Daniel through his whole career, you know, this already, you yeah. know, this already, you just needed it. It's like, it's like with Tyler Reddick. Like I told your, your mom last night, she goes, can you believe Daniel won? And I'm like, no, I thought some <laughs> bullshit was going to happen. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and she got like mad at me for a second, but I was like, no, I just thought some bullshit caution was going to happen. Yeah. And then Michael McDowell was going to come out of nowhere and dump him for no reason. Bulldozed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it, Daniel winning to me was one of those things. Like it should absolutely happen. It should have happened a hundred times, by not a hundred times, but several <laughs> times by now. Like I love Daniel. He's not that good. He shouldn't have a no. hundred wins. Um, That'd be a hell of a win for that. Would be literally be over 50%. But it would be. Uh it should have happened several times now. But it's like it didn't feel like it was real, like it was gonna happen. Like no. even toward the end, the couple laps toward the end, I'm like, waiting on it. I'm yeah, waiting on just it. Just waiting. And then he took the digger, white and I was like, Yeah, I was still like it was building, but I was like, I Oh, oh no, man. Something seems fishy here. Yeah. Oh, and I know that feeling. That was me at the Roval last year. I didn't, I didn't celebrate. Oh, shut the fuck up. Waiting for Larson to win his fucking 13th what? win of the year. I'm telling shut you, up. my point is, my point is, I don't trust that anything is going to happen until it actually does. So I was, yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I waited till he got 
into 11. Once it got into 11 and I saw it was smooth, I was like, that's it, ball game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think something that maybe some people are talking about that people need to talk more about. We are, um, yeah, most people, when something like this happens, uh, what the situation I'm about to bring up happens, they want to send out like a, you know, apology statement. And, you know, we, this is not what we stand for and whatever. Daniel Suarez said, fuck yeah, on national TV. We here at the Big Motor Small Blade Podcast 100% endorse that. Yes. Um, we put our full support behind Daniel Suarez. We will, we will continue to back him with all of our might. We are big, we, we, we are big, big national TV cussing guys. Big, big, big fuck yeah guys. I got two big words. Guys. I, I got two <laughs> words for that statement. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, God damn it. I wish we could call the video. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll, fucking, I'll do it, man. What's up? Let's uh, do it. Yeah. But it was a big day. Big day. It, it overshadowed what was maybe a lackluster race. But that's okay sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, good for him. Um, do we even need to go into week. sundress? Like we it, know it's him. It's definitely Dumbass Chris Busher. Definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's Daniel Suarez. <laughs> yeah, Sundress definitely Daniel. Um, dumbass. Cliff Daniels. I was gonna go with Chase Elliott, but <laughs> I'm gonna go with Cliff Daniels. <laughs> I love the guy, but you got it. You got to own it sometimes. Yeah, I feel like you could give him like co awards. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Chase and Cliff. Just yeah, the whole and Allen and the nine team yeah just the the nine and five team they kind of they really kind of they boo-booed that one they yeah um yeah uh bitch and scale where where are we putting this i'm putting this at a taco pinata at a taco pinata i can't argue with that (laughs) i can't argue with that no no sir not one bit um and then uh picks picks uh you picked kyle larson i picked alex bowman did you happen to look at results and see you finished i'm pretty sure alex bowman got a top 10 he did not he finished one spot behind kyle larson oh he did fuck me (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah alex didn't did not um he did not um he did not win for me or beat larson for me that kind of sucked but we are still better together and don't you all forget that um absolutely to quote so Daniel going to, where are we going fuck yeah nashville um, nashville oh shit yeah all to right, quote daniel quote. suarez fuck yeah um um nashville do you want me to pick first sure kevin fucking harvick damn i was kind of thinking that shit <laughs> Um, who have I picked? I've picked who Bowman and Suarez. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, go with Larson. Okay, go with Larson. I feel like that's a good pick. I was waiting to save him maybe for another road course, but I feel like there's enough other road course guys that are solid. So I think, yeah, I I can't pick Kyle. That was my first thought, but yeah, I can't pick Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for Kyle Larson to um to suck for whatever reason. 
um, this weekend uh, because fuck next me. Next weekend. Next weekend. Not even next weekend. The weekend after. We got an off weekend. What the fuck are we going to do next week? Uh, yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, I view this weekend as we, the mom told weekend. us she would come. Mom told us she would come on the pod if Suarez won. So I think I think she owes us that. Yeah, I mean we got nothing going on next weekend. Yep. So possible big motor mom appearance on the podcast next week. At least maybe a hello probably, probably or something. <laughs> we'll try. We'll get her on the phone at bare minimum. Yeah, that? exactly. Um, other than that, there's an off weekend. I hate off weekends. This sucks. I don't mind them occasionally since we only get one or two a year now. It's like, yeah, it's not too bad. I still hate off weekends, but yeah, fair enough. Pitbull said, I believe that we will win. I believe that we just won. All right. That has been the big motor small blade podcast. I've been Seth Dolby. He's been buddy pulley and we'll see you next week with with something we're not 100% sure yet but then we will see you again back in for uh, Nashville and goodbye